We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's going on, everyone? Jenna Cameron, John Ritchie. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you. Off and rolling on this uh, Friday morning as we get ready for uh, the NFC Championship game. Uh with San Francisco. No Eagles. The Lions. The Lions. And the AFC Championship game. Look, here's the deal. We will uh, we'll put a bow on the crazy Eagles twists and turns in recent weeks, including this week in particular, with a lot going on. We'll talk about that a lot today. Flyers, by the way, lose last night. Shut out. Now four losses in a row for the Flyers, so that's not good. Sixers, they lose in Indiana, also not good. Phil's not yet at spring training, but that'll be soon. Certainly spring training is starting to percolate in our minds. So a lot to do and all of it with you on the phone lines at 215-592-9494. Richard Rich, how are you, pal? What's up, Joe? Hey, my man. Good to see you. As, as well as, uh, that's what the mirror always tells me. A ten, no, it doesn't. A 10-gallon <laughs> hat actually only holds three-quarters of a gallon. Wow. What does that mean? 10-gallon hat, no one really knows why it's called a 10-gallon hat because it's, it's nowhere close to 10 gallons. Wow. Three-quarters of a gallon max, and they don't recommend trying to fill a fur cowboy hat with water anyway to, to check this. Well, I would never wear a cowboy hat. They think it's possible that tan galan, mm-hmm. which means very handsome, it was an anglicized version of, of what uh, people were saying in Spanish. Well, like, wow, that hat is tan, tan galan. As the Spaniard, I should know, but I don't. <laughs> so, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, family left Spain about 500 years ago, so I'm a little, little light on the, on the Spanish. But, all right, let's get to it here today at, at 215-592-9494. You know, it's been quite a few weeks uh, for the Eagles. I mean, if you actually go back to December and you really stretch it out to about two months, you think about it, from the high of 10-1 and one to losing 5-6 of six in the regular season. That included, of course, at the end, just absolutely abysmal losses to Arizona and the Giants. Prior to that, the destructive losses of San Francisco, who I think took the Eagles' soul in Dallas not to mention Seattle mixed in there, to getting blown out by the box in a game where, and I've used this phrase and I'll continue to use it, I think the Eagles were dead upon arrival. I think that game literally was over before it started. To what then became a week and a half of a bunker mentality for the Eagles from a decision-making standpoint, at least as it related to how they presented it to the outside world. They didn't, other than the fact there would be some leaks as given by someone, either within the Eagles or otherwise, that Sean Desai was out, Matt Patricia was out slash leaving, Brian Johnson was out, um, and then eventually, you know, the leak that, okay, Sirianni's going to stay, and then the press conference. And with all that said, I want to I pose a pretty simple question to everyone here today at 215-592-9494, and curious how you react to it. And the question is, again, very simple. How do you feel about the Eagles now? I mean, in light of... You know, the whole shebang, which, by the way, does include the 10-1 part. I don't want to totally dismiss that. I think we would be foolish as we sort of embark on this offseason if we act like they just went 5-12 and 12 because they, they actually, you know, didn't go 5-12. and 12. Um, John, first crack at it here. And, again, everyone at 215-592-9494. In light of the whole shebang, 
the decision to keep Sirianni, the whole thing. How, John, do you feel about the Eagles now? What happened and, yeah. and what it means of where they're going moving forward? I am concerned, and I'm still trying to make sense of a lot of what I've seen and yep. heard lately. Uh, I'm trying not to let it bother me that Nick failed at being the coach originally intended. Uh, you know, he was originally supposed to be the young of offensive, uh, you know, young up-and-comer, the exciting young play caller, the new guy that, yep. and that lasted half a season. Uh, he has disappointed us with the culture uh, on the, the team over the last couple months, and he keeps landing farther and farther from what the original bullseye was intended to be, what I thought he was going to be. Uh, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean it's over for Nick Sirianni. Very clearly, he's coming back. What matters more than anything is is what these players feel. Has it gotten to the point where the players doubt him? And I just can't imagine it didn't get to that point this season. But uh, I know, uh, I know the players seem to like him, and I I believe that's because he's easy. Do they believe in Nick? Do they respect Nick? I keep asking myself this question. I hope they do. And and I guess when they keep telling me it was his decision to hand over the play calling to Shane and it was his choice to fire Sean Desai, I guess I'll eventually acquiesce and say, okay, it's fully possible that their version of history is the accurate story here. Uh, and it, but what goes into a season with this degree, what team, what team ever went into a season with this degree of, of, of lameness for their coach? Like it, he's, He's a lame duck and then some. This is, wow. Bria, is this like Peter Laviolette that year you got fired after three games? Three games, yeah. remember that? I mean, that it but was But don't you that think that's about, possible? What, 10 years ago or so? Yeah. I, I, I want this you to work. Going I'm in not it saying shaky. it won't. And it lasted three games in an 82-game schedule. But that's reasonable <laughs> to expect. Like, I, I don't think that's out of the question here. Three games into the Eagles next season? <laughs> well, if it's 0-3, I need, maybe. I mean, theoretically. I need more information. If it's on a really this, bad 0-3, yeah, sure. It's I need possible. more information on whoever this new offensive coordinator is going to be. How good is he at developing and teaching a quarterback? How creative and football, football-y has he proven to be uh, as a play caller in this league? Because we saw it does matter. Experience matters as a play caller. Uh, I don't think we have the room to experiment with a first-time play caller. I appreciate that we've got a legend on the defensive side of things and i do think he will fix a lot of what ails us on defense but we need a lot of players to fix what ails us on defense and uh our new offensive coordinator is gonna have a lot of the power you know that our off our new offensive coordinator we've been told in these press conferences he's gonna come in here he's gonna provide a different offense a different perspective that's kind of gonna save the day and fix the whole show, and he's going to be calling plays. Ultimately, who do players believe has the power here in Philadelphia? Is it this new offensive coordinator who's fixing everything? Is it Vic Fangio, who's a legend in this league? Is it Howie? Is it Jeffrey? Yeah. Is it Halfrey? I, I think we're in dysfunctional territory where the head coach is not the most respected guy in that building, and it's by design. Yes, this approach, it has worked for us. Yeah, what do you make of that, though? That's it, like Don't gloss over that. What do I, you make of that? It has worked. I, 
and I yes, they're trying to replicate that, but situations change, the league changes. I believe this has slipped too far the wrong way to try to save it, but but I'm I'm not I I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong, but I am very concerned with where this starts. Well, Joe. I'm obviously fascinated to see what everyone thinks here at 215-592-9494. Again, it's a big, you know, open-ended question. Mostly relevant to the future. I mean, a little bit on the past because the past helps shape our, our narratives and our mindset for the future. But, but what do you make now of, of how you feel about the Eagles? I mean, we know it's a bummer, obviously. You know, San Francisco is about to play in an NFC championship game, and they're probably about to get to the Super Bowl. And that's really aggravating. This is a game we really thought, at a minimum, the Eagles would be in. You know, maybe they don't win it this year, but we really thought they'd be in this game. We really thought we'd be gearing up on a football Friday from Borgata for, you know, hey, Eagles-San Fran or Eagles-Dallas. Let's go get it and get back to the Super Bowl. And, I mean, it's a far cry from that, to say the least. So, again, the Lions became what I want to be. Like, the Lions are this tough-minded, nasty team that no one wants to play. I, look, and they have worse personnel than what I thought we had when we started the season. You know the what season. they say about a blind squirrel there, Johnny? Wow. Because believe me, Detroit's <laughs> going right on back down the chute. Don't, don't, be I don't, buying future, they, don't I, buy future stock on the Lions. Let them have their little day. It's going to end on Sunday. It's over. Once oh, they lose yeah. their coordinators, do you think yeah, that they, they're, they're the going to lose everything they're like blind. we did? Yeah, with, you, know, with, you know what the word that's closest to Lions in the English dictionary? Losers. Wow. wow. It's, it's over soon. It's what's, over your, soon. what's your hatred? I know. Are you a hater? Let's, let's old yeller that. Let's, let's, let's be done with it. <laughs> All right. Here's the deal. All right. To the, to the, I'm, I'm bitter. I'm bitter as an Eagles fan. Okay. I got like, to take it out on somebody. We should but be that, kind of But because bitter. you're bitter, don't you <laughs> think it feels good there. to see the Lions upset the 49ers? Well. See, like, yeah, that would yes. bring me oh, joy. Come on, root, Joe. Will I, yes. Will I root for Detroit? Yes. Do I think it would make for a lesser Super Bowl, though? Yes. I mean, there is that energy. Look, I'm rooting for Kansas City. I'm telling you right now. Why? Oh, what? my God. Yes, I Detroit ro- is incredibly yes. rootable. Detroit is as rootable a team as we've had in forever. Yeah, like, what are you talking wrong about? With, with the two most accomplished people left in the playoffs, clearly, are Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And I, I ride with greatness. You know, I know yeah. six, o'clock on, six o'clock on Tuesday. They should have won WIPs. for what's lame yesterday right kid. here. The guy who's been to six straight <laughs> AFC championships. Hey, man. You just want it to keep happening the same way Don't it always Don't hate the player. Did. Hate the game. Comfort. It's, it's kind of like the, Is this part like, of the comfort thing? No, it's like the hammer, man. Like People root against me. All right. Well, oh, my then, God. Then be on the losing side. Well, Look, let, let me just say. It's uh, like the hammer. So now Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is, is on your right. list with Michael Jordan. Let, 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 yeah. And Einstein. And Einstein and, and, you know. Caesar. Like da Vinci, Caesar, all, all the greats. <laughs> so he, here's where I'm at, guys. When I, when I answer the question, how do I feel about the Eagles? First off, the main, I mean, there's a lot of words that could come to me. But as I start moving forward and get a little bit out of the muck of what just happened. The main word I guess I'd say is conflicted. I am conflicted on the Eagles. I mean, I, you know, so on the, on the side of real massive aggravation and major worry for the future um, and, and thoughts of the past, I mean, the six out of seven losses was a disgrace. Um, I would say candidly I believe it is – it will go down – for me in my lifetime, is the most frustrating season I've ever seen in Philadelphia sports. I, I, I really think I can say that. And I saw the Bynum thing, and I saw the Brisgallov thing. I saw years when the Eagles were supposed to be great, and they'd lose an NFC championship game. I saw a year when the Eagles went 3-13. and 13. I saw a year when the Sixers won 10 games. But from a frust- And the last four or five years have been frustrating with the Sixers. From a frustration standpoint, and this even includes the Dream Team, I think I can net out on saying 
it's the most frustrating season ever. If not, it's certainly amongst the very top. Um, I've lost a lot of faith in Hurts. Not all faith, but a lot of faith. Sirianni obviously was neutered. That worries me moving forward. The defensive personnel is a disaster. All of that and more concerns me greatly. But I also know there's this other side. The Eagles almost always bounce back. I mean, I'll give you one fact that's pretty damn impressive about the Eagles. They have only had one time this century back-to-back losing seasons. Think about that, guys. We're almost a quarter of a century, a quarter of a century into the century. And only once have they had back-to-back losing seasons. Now you can say, well, hey, Joe, this year actually technically wasn't a losing season. Feels like it. Maybe the losing season is next year. Maybe it is. But the Eagles have shown a propensity under Jeffrey Lurie and often with Howie Roseman to bounce back from struggles. So that, that lifts me up. I also know that with a better offensive coordinator. Part of that is they're just a strong organization, well, that's and they're my, never that far well, that's, away. That's part of my point. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, you know, also I know that with a better offensive coordinator, they really absolutely should be a better offense. They really should be. I mean, there is still strong personnel. I know the division's not a juggernaut. You know, it's not like Dallas is, you know, the, the 60 Packers. I mean, you know, Dallas can be had. Um, you know, we don't look at Washington and the Giants, particularly with their continued instability at quarterback as, as an impossibility to overcome. And, you know, maybe, and James pointed this out yesterday, maybe the Sirianni dialing it back thing and just managing the team will be an effective way to go. I mean, it's not inconceivable. So when I net the whole thing out, d- despite my immense frustration, and again, want to hear from you at 215-592-9494, the word that kind of sums up how I feel about the Eagles moving forward, at least as it relates to how I feel right now, is honestly conflicting. Look, we'll take your phone calls. 215-592-9494. How do you sum it up? How do you feel this morning about the Eagles? We're broadcasting from Borgata. We're going to get into the Sixers. We're going to get it in the, fi- uh, the Flyers. We're going to give you a chance to win a really cool prize today. That and more from Borgata. We wish it was a football Friday getting ready, getting ready for the NFC Championship game. It's not, but it's still an important time in Eagles uh, history because they can turn this around, but, man, they got to make a lot of good decisions. Joe DeCamera, John Rich, we got a lot going on here today on 94 WIP. Drink less, eat better, exercise more. New Year's resolutions, pretty easy to make, but they are very hard to keep. So this year, why not make a New Year's renovation instead and start a new kitchen or bath project with New Year's savings from Colonial Marble and Granite. I know firsthand Colonial Marble and Granite transformed my kitchen into the kitchen of my dreams, and they can do the same for you. Terrific experience from selection all the way through installation. They'll listen to your thoughts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Good morning. I am pleased to meet you. Unless I've never actually met you, which is, you know, the likelihood. Um, But we'll use it figuratively with this radio thing. Uh, Joe DeCamera, John Ritchie, we've got uh, Rhea and Devin and Seltzer here. We're a poor guy. Wonderful to be with you. Um, You know, it's wonderful for someone, but irritating to many of us. I'm going to give you two two facts about money. Um, Really irritating is um, 
Jen, see the news about Doc Rivers? $40 yes. million. Dollars. $40 million. Yeah. What in the world is going on with this dude? I mean, how, how how's he do it? High demand. That's how is he the hot? It's <laughs> ridiculous. All right, so forty million for Doc Rivers to be the Bucks coach. One dollar wow. for Tom from Abington. I can tell you that I have in fact mailed my dollar bill. You actually really did mail. A I dollar mailed him a dollar bill instead of Venmoing. Cost me what? A buck? Buck that forty or whatever? Flavor like stamp? Yeah. The stamp. That's yeah, a big interest hit right there. So you just wasted money. That's all right. You know yeah, what? You on the, purpose wasted. The letter money. makes me happy. You know the. And by the way, no words in there. Wasn't like a just high, a dollar bill. Just hold on, hold a, a on. Dollar, so dollar why, bill. why does the letter make you happy then? It's not even a letter. Well, that's true. Yeah, and it's I, a really good point. I went against my own principle. Did, were you able to see the money through the envelope? I put a uh, a piece of paper in yeah, there good, to, good to plan. avoid people being able to see that it's a dollar. So <laughs> you know, don't want anyone stealing that. <laughs> that's true. All right, let's go. And I did address it to. Tom from Abington. Well, I hope he frames it. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go to <laughs> God, the God, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> so, so where do you stand? Please don't. Where do you stand on the Eagles now in light of everything going on here? Let's kick it off with JB calling us uh, this morning from Chestnut Hill. Good morning, JB. Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Hi, um, JB. Hey, uh, so speaking of useless currency, a penny actually costs almost 1.5 cents to make. I so saw that. It's almost the most useless currency in the world. Yeah. So, JB, you a West, you a West Wing fan? There's an episode about that. I, I am a little bit, but I just now yeah. do. One of my buddies worked for the Mint too. But uh, yeah. Joe continues so, to Jones over here. Oh, I'm dying. Yeah. I got like three or four. Finding more ways to bring it up on the air nonstop. Right. Oh, kill him, Joe, kill him. Put, down, put down the West Wing crack plate. Um, <laughs> so. Look, I, I think that I think the leaders, right, in military and law enforcement. You have three types of leaders, right? It's autocratic, which is my way or the highlight, with democratic, which is the leader who understands what his soldiers or what his officers JB, do. I want to ask you a quick and, question. I'm that. loving what you're saying. Yeah. Does it sound like an army is marching through us right now? Do you hear anything? I, it, yeah, does, it does sound a little bit. I think you got a little bit of that. Like you're underwater. Holy smokes. There were six or seven people just moving. I don't know what it was. There was a parade. Trash cans. But yeah. it was unusually yeah, loud. I don't know why it was so loud. All right. So second type so, and good. faulty wheels is why it was so loud. That was outrageous. Those wheels yeah. were terrible. Oh my god! WD forty those bad boys. <laughs> All right, JB, I I'm did, sorry. Go ahead, man. That's okay. I thought you guys were in Grand Central for a second. Um, so, so there's three types of leaders, right? In the military and law enforcement, it's autocratic, which is my way or the highway, which you do not have any say in the matter. There's democratic, who understands where his officers or his military comes from, and and understands it. And then there's called laissez-faire, right? which is basically like the drunk uncle who comes to your house and everything's a good time, and you probably could get things done, but for the most part, you're not really going to get the end result, which is in bed on time, doing doing your chores, and making yourself a better person long term. Sadly, I think Nick falls into the lazy fair character because his guys love him, but they're kind of like they're super talented. They're kind of running around like, you know, military-wise. I'd hate to say, like, almost like a – like a, a militia where they're super talented, but there's no direction of this team. And in the end, Howie is going to be the guy who is the adult in the room. And I think that's why they're hiring Nick Fangie. I don't, I don't think they're actually going to hire a, a season offensive mind. I think they're going to go get the kid who, who was with Nick, who went down to Houston because it'll feel like it's part of Nick's little, you know, this whole coaching tree idea that everybody likes to have. That's And, and this is where I lean 
towards what John Ritchie was saying yesterday and how, you know, Eskin wearing his Eagles glasses and calling everybody a dope and don't know what they're talking about. He's the one who's just bought in drinking Kool-Aid because John is 100% right. If you don't believe in this guy to the point where you're bringing other people to direct it, then just don't believe him. Just be done with him. Well, listen, and JB, I mean, what you're saying, appreciate the call. I, I think there's a lot of people that are um, likely of the mindset that you are. Let's get to Dave and Fox Chase. Dave, you're on WIP. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing all right, Dave. Well, I'm on the side of John Ritchie as well, but the Eagles are our Eagles. We're always going to be optimistic for the start of the new season and you know, hopeful that they do get things right. Um, but I don't see the structure and our identity that we were looking for or hopeful for. Um, yeah. You know, they, you guys bring up the Lions coach and Campbell. I think he represents our city the way we think our city looks like. And football-wise, I'm not sure if we've been there, especially defensively. And part of this thing is I know people put point the blame in Nick and Howie. It's not those guys. It's, not, it's, it's our ownership. Our ownership has decided to put us in a direction where plug-and-play seems to be what they want to do. But, Dave, you, you do know to... he's, a, he's actually, and I'm not going to use the word great, you know Jeffrey Lurie is actually an exceptional owner, right? I don't disagree with, with what we've done. I'm just saying right now our direction looks cloudy, and I think a lot of Eagles fans believe that. We're going to stick with our Eagles no matter who the owner is and who the coach is, and I, I think Jeffrey has done great things here. I just wish right now – if you chose to have a CEO-type coach, you had the ultimate one in Bill Belichick. Now, I'm not saying I want Bill Belichick, but that's what you're trying to sell us. He was available. Yeah. You have a guy. You have a guy. Still is. Like, Looks like he's going to be available <laughs> next year, too. And yeah. Pete Carroll and Mike Vrabel, they're all still out there. Vrabel surprised and, me. And, and Jim Harbaugh was a guy I think they're talking about the tutelage of a young quarterback. Like, we couldn't have used that. I, oh. I think – I think they're trying to sell us something. Well, that they're with Harbaugh, the, it sounds like the the Chargers didn't let him out of California. So I would have loved to have Harbaugh too, but I don't know if anyone was getting him. Pretty wild stuff, Devin. How do you feel about the Eagles? I mean, that question I asked, and everyone can weigh in two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Right now, how do you feel about the Eagles? Where do you stand? You know, it's funny because like. I feel – I don't know. Like, I'm very conflicted. So, the Eagles released uh, their opponents, not the schedule, but their opponents for 2024. Yeah. And I'm looking at it the other day, and I'm like, I have no clue how I feel about this. If it's if it's like a five-win season or a 14-win season, I think a lot of it depends on the coaching. I like the Vic Fangio hire. I think they they need more seniority in their coaching staff. But I wasn't impressed or uh, – fueled with optimism after the presser like that didn't really make me more hopeful for the eagles moving forward uh they have a lot to work on Rhea, you concerned we're hearing stuff out of miami that fangio was not liked down there i'm okay with it with a coach who's not liked as long as he, you know the biggest thing we heard about desai is the players didn't have confidence in him he didn't carry himself with confidence i think was the the word you use so hmm. yeah a, an older guy like that you know to me as long as the results are there you don't have to always like your coach or your boss as long as they are competent and professional. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this, though. John, Miami kicking him to the curb. It I mean, was a Vic Fangio decision. It was reported. 
Vic Vic yeah, chose to leave Miami. He wanted to come from home. Pennsylvania. Yeah, like they they put all the Miami beat reporters said this was way Which more of Vic. Wasn't, wasn't he under contract? Yeah, yeah. Vic, he asked them to let him out of his well, contract. I understand that, but they but they, they let him. They, they let, let him. him. Yeah, but but, but sure. Yo, there but, was a what are you gonna be a jerk and be like stay in Miami? We, you don't want to be here, but we're gonna you force you to see a sixty-five year old guy. Like James, you gonna let Joel and beat out of his contract? That's a very different thing, Joe. He's not a sixty-five-year-old man. Like like it is what it is. Come on, man. And he's also Vic Vander's not the only defensive coordinator out there. Like you can replace him. So like, James, you would you rather no, keep James, someone there who's unhappy? Is James, that what you it want? Doesn't, it doesn't give you any shudder that the Miami Dolphins let him out of his contract. Drew Rosenhaus and players have all publicly. So the, uh, the, the, the Drew nothing? Rosenhaus and players thing, like, sure, like it's it's notable, but but the whole reason was that he was too tough on them. Like, we need that here. Yeah. Like, we need someone to come in and make guys watch film and make guys be accountable for yeah. the study they're supposed to I do and all that. That's why the players didn't Chris. like him, because he made them do work. So, like, yeah, I'm yeah. fine with it. All right, look, 215-592-9494. We'll get to some of the audio relevant to that issue. If you don't know what we're talking about, what Drew Rosenhaus said yesterday. We'll hit that and more. Your phone calls also up ahead. Your chance to win Green Day tickets here today as we broadcast from Borgata. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie. It's 94 WIP. Hey, I want to talk directly to you. If you have groin pain, hip pain, pelvic pain, or abdominal pain, I know a lot of people listening right now do, a lot of people in society do, and you may know someone. might not be you, but you might know someone who does. Well, know this. Dr. William Myers and Dr. Alex Poor from the Vincera Institute which is located in the Philadelphia Navy Yard. They can both identify the source of your pain and fix it. Whether you're a construction worker that got hurt on the job, a weekend warrior, a workout warrior, or a high school or college athlete that recently got hurt playing sports, the Vincera Institute can literally heal you. But you got to get yourself there in order to make it happen. That's what I did a couple years ago. They healed me up. They can heal you up. To play 94 WIP. So even this Flyers thing starting to annoy me now. I mean, Flyers, four in a row. Don't be pulling the Eagles on us here, all right? I know you didn't get to the point of 10-1, and one, but you got to the point about two weeks ago where it became not a, com- you know, a complete assumption, but a generally somewhat assumed thing that you're probably making the playoffs. And now here we are in late January, and all of a sudden it looks like you might be in a dogfight. So, you know, not good, man. Not good. All right, 215-592-9494. Sixers also not good last night, but congrats to Embiid. A couple things this week notable for him, and I'm not even talking about the 70-pointer, although that was the most notable. Uh, All-star. So Joel, a starter in the All-star game again. He's living in the All-star game these days. He also, uh, for the first time, is in all likelihood going to be an Olympian of the U.S. sorts. So Joel Embiid named one of the, uh, I don't know what they call it, finalists or whatever. He, he's amongst the group being considered for the Olympics. Everybody knows as long as he doesn't suffer an injury in the playoffs, then he'll be an Olympian representing the good old U.S. of A. this summer, which is pretty damn cool. By the way, LeBron, speaking of the All-Star game, LeBron gets the 20th nod of his now 21-year career, which Seltzer brings to mind for me. I'm going to need you to do a little research here, James. Sorry to you know, do it on the Terrific. fly today, but. Um, you guys know, with all due respect, and I got great love as a baseball fan for Stan the Man Usual and Willie Mays, some of the all-time greats, but it's phony baloney when people talk about them making, like, 24 All-Star games or something. 
Yeah, it's I mean, there super was, dumb. There was multiple All-Star. I mean, guys, there were multiple All-Star games in the same year. Yeah, I think Willie Mays that, was in 24 All-Star wow. games. Yeah, 24 and Hank All-Star Aaron games. was like 20-something. But, it's it's, like, but yeah. it was like 20 seasons or 21 seasons. Like, baseball should, baseball, which has a record book, which is, you know, pretty sacred and blah, blah, blah. Like, strip that stuff down, man. I mean, seriously, change this notion of, like, 24 All-Star appearances when it was in, like, 20 or 21 years. Ridiculous. It's got to fuss. These are the things I care about on a Friday morning as we broadcast from Borgata. But congrats to Joel. Unfortunately, Joel and Max are the only two guys that seemed to show up last night. Tom and uh, Tom in the great state of Alabama. Thomas, Yo, hello. Yo, Joe, I love it, man. Wasn't a great state when George Wallace was down there, though. I'll just say that. Hello, Tom. <laughs> How you doing, Joe? I'm good, pal. Hey, you know, I love it, man. And uh, the thing about it is it's a very depressing time. It's an uncertain time. I'm at a crossroads with Philadelphia Eagles here because this is uncharted waters for me. You know, a team that seemed like we were going in the right direction. I don't know what direction we're going in. It seems like maybe possibly, whether it be Howie Roseman or Jeff Lurie, like they're trying to reinvent the wheel again, or unlike for, for, for the first time with Lurie's ownership. Unlike John Middleton, you know, I can't say for sure that at the end of each season here that they're necessarily not so much worried about profitability, which is there, but Super Bowls. I'm not, I call me greedy, but I want to win the last game. Well, of, of the- course. Tom, I'll tell you something that gives me some – look, I, I, have no, I have no doubt Lori wants to win it and dramatically win it and is a great owner. Tom, you know what was – let me tell you something five years from now that I am certain will be the main thing we remember from that press conference two days ago. Because there's always – not always, but there's often a thing you remember. Like that press conference Sean Middleton did like four years ago, three years ago, potted plant. That's the main thing we remember from that press conference. There's a press conference Middleton did one time when he equated Matt Clintock and said, you know, not even Branch Rickey had done X, Y, and Z. That's what we remember from that press conference. The thing from the press conference two days ago – I am convinced we will remember five years from now. The main thing is how Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni looked. How they looked. And that tells me, Tom, that Jeffrey Lurie took them both to the woodshed. I mean it, man. I think think Lurie took not only a piece out of Sirianni, I think Lurie took a piece out of Howie. I don't think he's close to firing him, but I think Lurie – I mean, that defensive personnel was a disgrace. Look, Lurie's getting older. He doesn't want to see that out there. I mean, did you see Lurie's face in the playoff game? I I mean, I've never seen that face on his face before. I've never seen him look like that anything here. And the thing about it, too, is... With Roseman, if you, I only heard a few excerpts from that press conference, and he sounds like he has no confidence whatsoever in his voice, and he sounds like he's going in a direction where he don't even know. Yeah, I think he chewed both of them pretty good. Hey, listen, they were shaking, Tom. Good hearing from you, man. Appreciate the phone call. By the way, when you call in today as we broadcast from Borgata, your chance the rest of the show to win a pair of tickets. This is really cool to see Green Day. We've been giving away the tickets all week. Also, the Smashing Pumpkins, Rancid, and the Linda Lindas. This is uh, at Citizens Bank Park, August 9th of uh, this upcoming summer. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. So here's the deal. A, uh, no, he, he passed away a number of years ago. But Paul Newman, obviously one of the all-time greats in film history. This would have been his birthday. What do they call it now? The, what do they call it? The heavenly birthday? Is that what they call it? 
I've never, never heard, heard that. that. Yeah, happy, happy heavily, heavenly birthday. Yes. I, I see that on Facebook. You yeah. see that on Facebook, right, yes. Devin? Yeah. yeah. Huh. So well, that's a nice concept. I like that. Yeah, if it's if it's true, I mean, you don't know. Maybe we won't know until we well, either gonna, get there I'm or don't. Choose to believe. Either <laughs> get there or don't. No, yeah. Get there or don't. Yeah. <laughs> we'll We're getting deep here. We are getting deep. <laughs> happy heavenly birthday to the great Paul Newman, uh, philanthropic Those actor. Eyes. Oh. Great John, those eyes, dude. I know. I'm t- I when him and Redford are together, it's like an eye battle. Like, they're both <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> She's got to get Al Horford in there. You have the, the yeah, third Horford had the eyes. Very different eyes. Very different. Gorgeous, just right, the same. So here's the deal. Paul Newman, obviously notable for all sorts of movies, including some crime movies like The Sting. I mean, it's one of the great movies of all time. He's a yeah, fairly low-level criminal, but he's a criminal nonetheless. Um, but he's a criminal you're rooting for. Here's the deal today. At 215-592-9494, give us the best crime movie character of all time. Not movie. The best crime movie character of all time. There are some haymakers out there. Hit us up at 215-592-9494. Richie, when you think of a crime movie character, what comes to mind for you? This is unbelievable, and I know you hate this movie. Uh, It makes me want to choose it more. Bill the Butcher. Think about the concept in Gangs of New York. Think about the concept that your job makes you so much more menacing uh, an individual in, in daily just interaction. Like that guy, his job permitted him to go out there during these gang fights to go out there and like detach people's appendages. Yep. It really was something else. Very, very menacing, intimidating tough nasty as scary as it gets i will be the say, first time someone has used the same answer twice in a week because rich used be. bill the butcher earlier this week too. <laughs> look this uh, there's about five to seven haymaker answers rattling through my mind i'm curious where people go seltzer what do you have here uh, i won't take a haymaker i'll save those for for the audience but i'll give a shout out to a movie we don't talk enough about on this show bud white from la confidential russell crowe and la, yeah. LA confidential wow. is a great freaking movie we never talk yep. about it Great, great, great movie. Devin, what do you have for, for a character? Uh, I'm also not going to take a haymaker, but one of my favorite crime movies, The Italian Job, Charlize Theron's character, Stella. Yeah. She's from Philly. She's tremendous. She's from Philly? The character is uh, from the Philadelphia. Philly. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> All right, Rhea, a crime movie character. Who do you have? Uh, Leon in The Professional. You know, the sensitive hitman who takes in Natalie Portman's character when the bad DEA agent comes in and they kill her whole family. I just, I think he's amazing in that movie. Let me, let me just say this. I'm not voting for who some people, like, I don't want to hear Vito Corleone or Michael Corleone. They're tremendous. They are tremendous. But I don't know if we get quite the level of depth that I'm looking for in an answer here today. I mean, I, I, I got a couple of haymakers. Like, I, I'll just say this. I think Sonny's a better character than those two. Just putting that out there. Look, give us a great answer. Really? I, Look at you. Also, are, did you just take them off the board? Like you I, just suppo- that, I suppose so. I did, yeah. but I would not have voted for them anyway. I'm <laughs> okay. just look. There are there are big time answers available. Give us a great answer from crime movies, a crime movie character, and I just want to be clear. And I need to know this, John. I need a ruling. Would Superman count as a crime movie character? Why would he count as a crime movie? Character? Well, Lex Luthor. I mean, there's well, a, there's, fighting crime. There's well, always gonna, crime going on. If you're going to count Superman, then you have to count every other superhero. Well, technically, uh, this is why I crime. this is why I pose the question. I mean, I'm just putting it like, out. Like I there. would say, Batman would be more of a criminal here you go than here, here here you go taking taking Whoa, answers. Oh, Devin! All right, let's <laughs> see. Oh, where, sorry, sorry, I actually didn't mean to do that. Let's see where the uh, Superman off the board. Batman wow. out. 
Superman, right, Batman, us, better. Superman's like a crime movie. All right, you know? give. Well, they're both crime oriented. Give us but, a great. Yeah, nah. I don't think it's a stretch to I say. I don't think Superman's crime. a crime movie. Like right. it's more a superhero movie. Batman is like dark and gritty. I'll and agree. More like I'll crime, agree with you that. know. I'll agree with that. All right, yeah, best crime movie character. Give us an answer. See what you got. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I have one that I think may win, but we'll see. Let's go to Matt right now, Northeast Philadelphia. Hello, Matthew. Hey guys, happy Friday. Um, quick question. I mean, he got Vic coming in. He's obviously seasoned. He knows what he's doing. Um, Two questions for you guys. Um, do you draft or sign a free agent linebacker? And also at the safety position, would you draft or go after a free agent like Jeremy Chin that I knew that they were high on, uh, possibly Antoine Winfield Jr.? Or, um, you know, what do you guys think? Well, you clearly have yes. to either draft you or sign. You need to add or both. however yeah. you can. Yeah. Get the guys you, that you like. Uh, get the guys who've got some history, maybe with with Vic uh, going back through the years, with with some of his uh, systems. Guys that you can lean into, and and he they can help you line folks up out there on the field. I mean, yeah. Matt, what I'll be interested. There's a few things I'm interested in. Obviously, who they acquire, but do they change their philosophy or not? I will tell you, I'm not predicting that they will. Wait, okay. they're not. Yeah. They they're not changing their philosophy. Yeah. This is more of what, can, you know, the, the Vic Fangio concept is what everything's based on. Vic was here in 2022, uh, behind the scenes, yeah. sort of. And wasn't that late in the season? Didn't they add him late? I'm not sure exactly when he was added. Wasn't that in the playoffs or something? Am I remembering that right? Look, I, Vic Fangio. I, it was all sort of like It was a couple key. of weeks before, and what they said was it wasn't that he was helping out the defense. He was helping out the offense. That's what they said at the time. I do kind of remember that. Yeah. yeah. It was very, odd. Very strange. Matt, give me an answer for a crime movie character. There's so many big ones available. Um, I'm going to take it back a little ways. I'm going to go with Seven and Kevin Spacey yeah. with uh, Morgan Freeman and uh, Brad Pitt. Say the line, Matt. Can't pick three say characters. Say Brad Pitt's line. What did he say? Uh, man, I, I don't What's even remember. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's All in right, the box? Matt, Matt good, good call. That was, I think, the first time I ever heard of Kevin Spacey, that movie. Uh, well, No, Usual Suspects was before that. No. Yeah, same year. They came out the Are same you sure? year. Um, wow. I, they were the same year. I know he had that, and uh, he had one other movie that year. I'll look it up. All right. All right. Well, I, th- I think I saw Seven first, but who knows. Um, James, let's play the audio of Drew Rosenhaus, because we referenced it earlier in the hour. You know, there's been talk. just in Same the last, year, both in 95, so who knows. when? Just in the last 24 hours since the um, Vic fan. By the way, the whole Vic and Nick thing is going to get really... <laughs> I mean, is that where we are, Vic and Nick? I mean, it's got a chance, if it goes off the rails, to be highly mocked. Joe, Joe Conklin's already in the lab. Oh, my oh. God. Vic and Nick. Nick and Vic. I mean, it's just, it's just not good. And then you got things it that could r- get even better. Things you, that rhyme with it. Well, yeah we, yeah. we have to add the OC. And I'm not talking about sick. So, anyway, apparently some of the people in Miami <laughs> think he was – well, something else that rhymes with it. Yeah. Let, let's, wow. li- let's listen to Drew Rosenhaus. Here's Drew Rosenhaus, because in the last 24 hours, stuff has come out. You know, Vic Fangio, some Dolphins players on social media. Drew Rosenhaus, who represents a lot of players around the league, including some of those Dolphins players. Drew Rosenhaus said the following about Vic Fangio and his tenure in Miami. There were quite a few players on the team that didn't necessarily get along with Fangio. 
And so it wasn't a great relationship with many of the players. There were some guys that loved him, but there was quite a few that didn't. It definitely wasn't a unanimous positive relationship. That's, you know, not the greatest thing to hear. I, I find it notable that Drew Rosenhaus said it. I mean, he's a little bit of an outspoken guy, but I don't remember him going there before on an existing coach. Is he Jalen Ramsey's um, agent? Because Jay, I'm pretty must sure. Be. Yeah, because Jalen, <laughs> yep. I don't think Jalen is a fan. He like likes something on Twitter about Fangio leaving. Yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. I don't recall Rosenhaus doing that, saying something about a coach. See, that tells. Here's what that tells me. It, it might be pretty widespread the thought because like a guy like Rosenhaus only goes there essentially to garner goodwill with his existing and theoretically future to get clients. And if he thinks Fangio rubbed enough people the wrong way, he might say, hey, this is worth it for me. I'm going to take a shot with this. I'm going to go public with this. And, you know, the guy that plays for uh, Cincinnati that's not my client will be like, yeah, yeah, I heard from my buddy I played college football with. Fangio is a jerk. And Fangio asked him to do uh, things that they shouldn't do. And, you know, and, like, I find it notable that Rosenhaus went there. For what it's worth, he is not Jalen Ramsey's agent. Oh, okay. So it's not yeah. that. But you get, but so, so you get the theory. Rosenhaus going there is I was, unusual. Joe, I was shocked. Right? I was maybe, shocked. I, like, I, I honestly, when I saw the audio, I was like, was this a joke? Like, really? What's happening here? Why is Drew Rosenhaus getting involved? And multiple Dolphins players went to social media yesterday to basically good riddance. You know. Oh, there were all kinds of emojis. Yeah. And, and I, I looked something up. Jalen Ramsey was very unhappy with Fangio when they played the Cowboys because he said it was not in the game plan to have him shadow CeeDee Lamb. Boy, where have we heard of that before? Yeah, mm. yeah. And look, I mean, wow. There were some divas on that on that oh, Miami yeah. defense. Sure. I mean, across the board, you got Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey, Eli Apple was another guy who was a high draft pick. Has had you know all sorts of ups and downs in this league, yeah. but but you know, I do think that Jalen Ramsey is as diva a cornerback as it gets you know like in terms of wide receivers being yeah, diva-esque sure. he might be the most diva-esque corner yep. that you can think of makes sense yeah look 215-592-9494 then you wonder did they lose faith in his scheme and and one thing we we know and we certainly experienced this year you can have a great scheme you can have a great great scheme but if the league is countering what you yeah. do then sometimes it stops being as effective and maybe they feel that Fangio wasn't malleable enough well and they they could also have a problem with the way that they were being asked to play you've got well, cornerbacks right. who like to play man who are all about getting out there and locking people down and right. you've got big fangio who likes to stay too deep yep. likes to stay back likes to prevent the big play there could have just been a difference of opinion of what the best way to you know counter an offense was certainly we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.